Thank you very much. Thank you to the worship team. Beautiful, beautiful. It's a very chilled vibe here today, isn't there? It's like, like quite peaceful, which is quite timely, really. Um, we continue today our, how long have we got? 10.25. Okay, I see what you mean about a brief message. Alrighty. Um, we're continuing for a very long time our uh, series called The Standard, looking through the Sermon on the Mount, because like Justin said, we're all about discipleship. And so really the Sermon on the Mount is Jesus describing and identifying characteristics of a Christian who is seeking life as a disciple. So um, he's setting the standard really on how we should be living our life. He's establishing an entirely new and different kingdom because the outworking of a Christian and the way we live our life is different to how the world lives their life to the standards that they set. And so in every area of our life, we have standards. We, uh, sometimes we don't set standards and life just happens and then we realise we don't have standards and we need to really think about it. And in other areas, we have set standards and so that helps us make choices in life and be very measured about how we live our life. And so we talk to our kids about this often about you know standards that we have in parenting and no you cannot watch a m-rated film when you are 12 years old because that's not our standard but my friends do it my friends have watched this movie that's okay everyone has different standards that's not our standard everyone is entitled to make their own choices but this is our standard in the way that they treat each other and kindness that's not the standard that we have in this house. Our standard is that we treat each other well. They don't always listen to that one, but we're working on it. It's a work in progress. But it's so important to teach your kids and, and things like this from a young age so that when they're faced with different situations, they can be better informed and be better equipped to make good choices in life, yeah? So we've heard some great messages so far starting working our way through Matthew 5 and going through the Beatitudes, looking at uh, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are the meek, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, blessed are the merciful, blessed are the pure in heart. And if you haven't heard all of these messages, I want to encourage you to go through and listen to them. They've been incredible and so helpful. But today, we are looking at Matthew 5, 9, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Love it. Love it, love it. Why are peacemakers blessed? The answer is that they're blessed because they are absolutely unlike everybody else. The peacemakers are blessed because they are people who stand out as being different from the rest of the world. And they are different because they are children of God. So the peacemaker becomes different to what he was, right? So everything in life comes down to the heart. And so the journey begins when we give our heart to Jesus and we reconcile with God, but it doesn't stop there. So David in um, 
Psalm 51 10 says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Jeremiah 17 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? So the explanation of the trouble of the world is with the heart of man. And so we have to get our heart right with God. And it's not just a, I give my heart to Jesus and therefore I have a new heart and everything's good. No, the heart is wicked and deceitful. And like David prayed, renew a right spirit in with me, within me, clean my heart. So it's almost like this daily thing, coming before Jesus, going, cleanse my heart, renew, renew a right spirit within me, reveal things to me that aren't right. You know, I had a conversation with someone this morning um, who we spent time with during the week and they said to me I just want to apologize for what I said when I said this and I said I want to apologize for what I said when I said this because we had both gone away from the situation and it was pleasant but probably said things that we shouldn't have said and walked away and gone the Holy Spirit was working in us both and just said I'm really sorry that I said that and kind of made it right again and it and it was just that, it was just this beautiful moment of going, well, isn't that great that the Holy Spirit is just working in both of us? Because you put yourself in a position to be able to have God reveal that to you, have the Holy Spirit reveal that to you and renew a right spirit within you. And I love that. So when we understand this basic theology, we understand the world. And this is why we bang on about discipleship. <laughs> we keep going on about discipleship because this is what it's all about, this journey of constantly being renewed, constantly being made right. Then we understand the need for peacemakers. So what then is a peacemaker? I hear you ask. You're asking right now. We can say two things about a peacemaker. They're both passively and actively a peacemaker. Passively, means that they're not quarrelsome and they don't make trouble. We all know people like that, right? They're beautiful. But then we're active in that. We desire peace and we do all we can to produce and maintain it. We go out of our way to produce peace because we believe that all men should have peace with God. So it starts with selflessness. It starts um, with an entirely new outlook and involves a new nature, a new heart, and a pure heart, like we were just talking about. It is only someone of a pure heart that can be a peacemaker. The heart must be cleansed of all wickedness and things uh, before we can become a peacemaker, because at the very nature of us, you know, we, we get jealous, uh, we get bitter, we get offended, um, we can keep unforgiveness in our heart because we're human. And that's the need for Jesus to come in and cleanse that. And so we have to keep dealing with this stuff at the root of everything. We must have a new view of self. It doesn't stop at cleansing our heart. To be a peacemaker, we must entirely be delivered of self, from self-interest, self-concern. We must become forgetful of self because naturally we look at everything and how it affects us. They did that to me and therefore I feel like this. Or this situation happened and it made me feel like this. We look at everything through the lens of us and how it hurt me and, and what it did to me and what they did to me. So in order to be a peacemaker, we actually need to take a step back 
and be selfless in our approach. As humanity, we lose sight of the cause we should be serving or the great thing that brings us together. The church, the organisation, or whatever it is that we're part of. We, we lose sight, because of that selfishness, we lose sight of what, what we're doing and what brings us together. The second thing about being a peacemaker is that they're a person who understands people. A peacemaker is not a person the peacemaker is a person who does not talk about people when they're offensive or difficult. But they ask, why is he like that? Because every part of our behaviour and everything that we do and the way that people are is for some reason. People don't naturally, um, hopefully, always set out with the worst intentions. But because of our own hurt, our own pain, our own unforgiveness, our own upbringing, we behave in certain ways. So when you can take a step back and realise that they are behaving like that for a reason and it's because they haven't come before God and got their heart right, then we can better understand people and then... Instead of getting offended by people, we then understand people and we put ourselves in a position to help them. And we put ourselves in a position to forgive them rather than be offended and hurt by them. So it's understanding that people are the way they are for a reason. The moment you begin to look at people like that, you're in a position to help and make peace. You have an entirely new, new view of the person. The other thing about a peacemaker is that they have only one concern and that is to bring about the glory of God. Jesus' one mission on the earth was to bring about the glory of God. His life was not about himself. His interest was not in himself, but it was for the glory of, the God, glory of God. A peacemaker is a man who's ready to humble himself and do anything and everything in order that God might be promoted. Putting it into practice. Flying through this. Good, good. Putting it into practice. All right, are we ready to learn how to be practical? Number one, learn not to speak. I'm going to say that again. Learn not to speak. Sometimes all we need to do is shut our mouth. James 1.9 says, Be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. That is one of the best ways to be a peacemaker. And this is something else that we say to our kids all the time. Put a filter between what comes into your mind and what comes out of your mouth. Because not everything that you think should come out. Right? I, I love what um, C3... The kids do and I think Pat talks about it often about stop and and think about before it comes out is it kind is it helpful is it whatever but sometimes we're just so quick to just blurt everything out that we think or that we want to say or whatever instead of stopping and just there's so much I could say right now but I'm just not gonna say it I'm just gonna smile because it's not helpful 
Do not repeat things when you know they're going to bring harm. Unkind things are not worth repeating. Control your tongue. The peacemaker is a man who, even though he feels like saying things, for the sake of peace, he controls his tongue. We often justify this behaviour and saying things by bringing like this um, spin on it, by saying, I'm just expressing my mind, or I just need to get this off my chest, or I just thought you might want to know this, or I feel like God wants me to share this with you. And we justify our negativity and our poison and speaking things that are not helpful or they're unkind by putting this spin on it like this is going to help you by me sharing this with you. No, we need to stop and have that filter and just learn when to close our mouth. Know when not to speak. Number two is view every situation in light of the gospel. When you face a situation that tends to lead to trouble, you must not Not only must you not speak, but you must stop and think, like I just said. Take the situation and put it into the context of the gospel and ask yourself, what are the implications of this? If I open my mouth, what damage is this going to cause? What is this going to do to the church? What is this going to do to my workplace? What is this going to do to my family? By opening my mouth and saying the things that I want to say that aren't kind or aren't helpful, what are the implications of this? The moment that you think like that, you're beginning to make peace. The third thing is this. Become positive and go out of your way to look for means and methods of making peace. This might be humbling yourself. Don't we love that word? Humbling ourselves. It might mean approaching another person that there's not that peace with. Take the initiative to make peace. It might mean forgiving someone else. And maybe forgiving someone else is not, it's actually bringing yourself peace. Because maybe there's a turmoil within you because you haven't forgiven someone for something that they've done for you, to you. And you might never get the apology that you deserve or that you feel that you should get. But the whole while that you are harbouring unforgiveness, there is a, a war going on within you. And you owe it to yourself to let that go and to have that peace inside of you. Take the initiative, apologise, be friendly, send flowers. I remember someone telling me a few weeks ago about a situation that happened a couple of years ago. And they were saying, you know, I just felt like... The Holy Spirit, they were just in the kitchen. The Holy Spirit just reminded them of this situation that happened two years ago and they just felt like there was no peace there and they hadn't really thought about it. But they actually, they hadn't seen this person for two years but they actually sent them a message and said, I'm just really feeling like I need to talk to you and apologise for this that happened. And that, and that person messaged back straight away and said, thank you so much, it's so nice to hear from you and it's, uh, it was all restored in that moment by just listening to the Holy Spirit and obeying in that moment. So do everything you can to produce peace. That is being a peacemaker. The fourth thing is this, endeavour to diffuse or spread peace wherever you are. We do this by being selfless, by being lovable, being approachable and not standing on our own dignity. The less of self we think, the more approachable we will be to people. 
One of the names of Jesus was a Prince of Peace. And so he, we are to be carriers of where to live like Jesus. We're to be carriers of peace. You know, there's, there's people that, I don't know, and I was saying to Justin, I feel like Beck Walsh is one of these people. She just carries peace wherever she goes. She walks into a situation and it's chaotic and she's like, it's okay, I just do this to this. There you go, all fixed. And it's like she just, nothing phases her. I mean, maybe it's crazy underneath, but like she just is a carrier of peace. And we've all been in a room where someone is of the opposite spirit and it's just like this turmoil, it's negativity, it's slander, it's gossip, it's just this yuck feeling of like, Ugh, get me out of this place. The kind of people that you don't want to be around and you can't wait to get out of their presence. But then there's other people that you hang out with or they come into your life and it's like just a breath of fresh air because they're kind and they speak positively and they're encouraging and it's just this beautiful presence about them. And I believe that's how we are to go about our life. We can carry that with us every day of our life. We are to be bearers of peace and diffusers of peace. We just, it's like I picture that diffuser that I have on in my house and it's like this constant spray of like mist or steam. It's like, it's like we just spread it, just let it. You love that, don't you? Love my, uh, love my citrus scent through the house. Move on, moving on. But that's what we are to be like. Jesus gave himself that we might be at peace with God, that we might have peace within us and we might have peace with one another. And so when you finish with yourself, then you begin to follow Jesus. Everything comes back to the heart. It all comes back to the heart. And every day, standing before Jesus and, and being with him and going, just like, show me anything that I need to change. And like we said, he'll just remind you of these things or he'll show you these things that you need to make right or apologise for or let go of. Or... And, and that's the beautiful thing about him. We don't have to carry this stuff. We can be people that just bring peace. We can be people that speak life. We can be people that when someone tries to speak negatively about someone to us, we can go, I don't need to hear that. We don't have to join the gossip party. We don't have to join the destruction of tearing people down and tearing things down and tearing the workplace down and tearing the church down and tearing people down and breaking family apart. We can carry an opposite spirit and, and be the people that bring life, that bring healing, that bring people together. So everything comes down to the heart. Psalm 19:14 says, "May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and redeemer." I love that. I love it. I'm going to read it again. "May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight." That is a prayer every day of mine. I want to be a person that carries peace. I want to be a person that walks into a room and the atmosphere shifts. I want to be a person that doesn't carry bitterness or anger or unforgiveness towards people, but love people and be a bearer of light. And so I just want us to take a moment, close your eyes if you want to, and just have a moment of reflection. Look at your own heart. Ask the Holy Spirit just to reveal things to you. Maybe you're not feeling peace at all today. 
Maybe there is just something going on in your life and you're angry, you're offended. It's natural for us to have these emotions and to feel these things, but what are you going to do with it? Don't stay there. Don't live there. We can work through these things and we can process these things and we can show forgiveness and we can let go of this stuff and we can reach out and be the first person to make the contact even when it wasn't our fault. For the sake of peace in your own life, maybe it is just picking up the phone later today and making that phone call so you don't have to live with that going on within you anymore. Jesus, I thank you right now that your presence would fill this place. I pray that you would just renew a right spirit within us, that you would cleanse our hearts this morning, that you would show us things that are not right in our hearts. Show us things that we need to deal with. Show us things that we need to work through, that we need to change, that we need to make right. Maybe it's just between us. Maybe it's with someone else. But God, reveal it to us and help us have the courage to make things right today. God, I thank you for every person in this room. Thank you for every family represented here today. And I pray that you would bring your peace. Bless every person. I pray that every day that we would walk with you, that the prayer of our heart would be that the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart would be pleasing in your sight. Every day we would carry your presence. Every day we'd be led by your spirit. That we would desire to walk with you. We'd be bringers of light and truth and peace. We'd carry your presence. Thank you for every person. In Jesus' name, amen.